This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know, when we talk about carbon footprints, right, what comes to mind? We always hear about the oil and gas industry, right, and using oil and gas and the environmental impact that has. Uh, Agriculture, certainly. Travel. Um, another one that's mentioned quite often, and they do all have an impact. There's no, no doubt about it. But does the internet have a carbon footprint, an environmental impact? Sure does. Um, so a weekend of binge-watching Netflix is, is bad for the environment? Yeah, kind of it is. We're going to have a chat here with Laura Marks, who's a professor at Simon Fraser University who researches the environmental impact of streaming. Laura, thanks so much for joining us. appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. Thanks a lot for inviting me. It's great to be on your show. And it's a really interesting discussion here, too. I don't think a lot of us give this a lot of thought, but it makes sense. What are the environmentally damaging components of Internet use? Mm-hmm. Well, we have to think of the whole uh, infrastructure of the Internet, which is uh, data centers that uh, store and process the data, the networks that uh, get that data um, to our devices, And then our devices, um, computers, phones, smart TVs, all of those things consume electricity, both in their use and in their production. So it's it's the electricity that they use and the way that electricity is generated? Uh, Yes. So uh, since um, uh, worldwide, about 79% of electricity comes from fossil fuels. So... In the um, energy sources for each of those infrastructure components, uh, the energy mix will determine what its carbon footprint is. Makes perfect sense. Now, what about um, how big of an impact it has? Like, like I said earlier, you know, oil and gas, agriculture, travel, mm-hmm. things like that we hear about and how much of an impact they have. Where would, where would the Internet sort of slot in in terms of a ranking of environmental impact? Uh, right now, engineers are calculating that it's at uh, 4% of the global carbon footprint and rising fast. 4%? Uh, some, yeah, some have calculated that um, if things continue at the current state of expansion, it could be up to 7% in 2030 and 15% in 2040, which it sounds, uh, it sounds unbelievable. But uh, it's pretty scary. When we talk about this, um, like I say, I hadn't really thought of it, but obviously you study it, and I'm sure there's other people who do and are looking at it, and seeing that kind Mm -hmm. of escalation really seems counterproductive to a lot of the push and the electrification that we're talking about when it comes to vehicles and everything. If we're talking about Mm -hmm. electricity having this kind of an impact with the Internet alone, um, are there people pointing out the fact that, hey, wait a minute, you're, you're kind of going backwards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are a lot. Like within um, among the um, uh, uh, ICT engineers, I've been studying. That's um, information and communication technologies engineers. There's a subgroup of them that are interested in sustainability. So most IC, most ICT engineers are 
you know, working to try to improve the efficiency of data centers and um, uh, the and the phones and things like that. But a few of them are saying, look, efficiency just means um, you're going to uh, do more with the same amount of resources. So why not um, why not do even more? So efficiency actually leads to expansion to more data centers that can do more to more networks and more devices because I hope this is clear um, as each of our uh, devices and networks and data centers is able to do more uh, you know companies investors are saying well hey now we can stream in 4k mm-hmm. uh, you know things like that so the more it can do, the more it is demanded to do, and so it expands. And it just becomes more energy intensive then? Yes. So these ICT engineers who are on the favor on the side of sustainability are saying, we should do um, uh, more, with, more with less and uh, find a way to not continue expanding ICT's energy consumption by... Uh, adding new products like, uh, you know, Peloton. Hey, let's uh, let's right. stream 4K <laughs> to our bicycle, or um, high definition multiplayer online games. Uh, and also, don't get me started on uh, artificial intelligence, self-driving cars. Those things are going to consume enormous amounts of electricity. And I guess, and this is the same argument, Laura, that we have when we talk about electric vehicles. We we can take a look at the way things are today, right? These projections are based on what we're using, but we're constantly told there's grid improvements on the way, there's generation improvements on the way, so things could be vastly different a year, five years, ten years from now. So, I mean, there's work being done on that side of the equation as well. Uh, yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, a lot of people are working to make all these products more efficient. Yes, but um, if it's, but there's still no guarantee that the total energy consumption is going to be lower. Uh, and the way things go, it, uh, it looks like it's going to continue to increase. I'm not an expert on electric vehicles, but you do also have to keep in mind what is the energy source for the for the electricity. Yeah, because if that's coming from fossil fuels, then you're in a bit of a conundrum. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, it still has to be generated somehow. You mentioned Peloton. I know that was one of the big boosts um, during the pandemic. One of the companies that saw a big boost. Um, what about the fact that we were all zooming? We were all at home. We were yes. all on the internet so much. Did you see an increase? Uh, oh, definitely, definitely. And th- there are people who try to calculate the carbon footprint of Zoom and other other video conferences, and for sure that has added to the to the total expansion. And the funny thing is, you know, it, it seems like uh, video conferencing is an overall energy saver because people aren't flying to conferences or... Or driving to work. Driving to work, yeah. Um, But what's happening is what's called the substitution effect, where um, uh, a new technology seems like it saves more energy, but then people get used to using it all the time. So 
you know, at my university, you know, people are actually in their offices having a Zoom meeting with people down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. So, uh, you're absolutely right. It happens in this building, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it happens that uh, people uh, do a video conference instead of a real conference, and then they say, oh, hey, let's fly somewhere on our vacation. So there's another word for that, which is the rebound effect where a a technology that starts out being more efficient encourages new behaviors that lead to more use of that technology, canceling out any savings. Very interesting conversation, Laura. Thank you so much for your time. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Shay. That is Laura Marks. Laura Marks is a professor at Simon Fraser University researching the environmental impacts of streaming 